Hi, you're listening to Taming the Terminal Part 10 of N, Man. This series of discussions is based on a collection of tutorials written by Bart Bouchotts over at bartb.ie slash ttt. This originally aired as part of NoCellCast episode 443, hosted at potfeet.com. I'm Allison Sheridan, host of the NoCellCast podcast, and the other voice you're about to hear is Bart Bouchotts of bartb.ie. Okay, so part 10 of Taming the Terminal is where we get to do the uh, RTFM bit, or read the fine manual. (laughs) I am so excited about this part, because I know about the man pages, and I know to click it, and I know to say, okay, man, and this command, and then I look at it, and I go, (laughs) I never know what it means, so I'm hoping to be enlightened here. So I guess to set the stage a bit, if you're in tech, it's not actually important to know everything. Uh, if you're a programmer, no one, you would be wasting your time to go and learn off all the APIs. Just learn them all by rote. Waste of time. The skill you actually need is the skill to be able to find the information you need when you need it with the least possible effort. And if you're living in command line terms, you're actually doing very well for yourself because every version of Linux and Unix has a built-in manual built right into the command line. Uh, I, I want to back up what you just said. Uh, about about being able to look things up, I think that that's actually the v- greatest value of a higher education. And in yes, fact, yes. The, the universities I went to, uh, at the end of every class, we had a, a, a form we had to fill out on the professor, and the main question was, did they make you memorize stuff, or did they teach you how to figure it out and find it? So I could tell that's what they knew. That was really, really important. Yeah. I, I would argue that, that is what you should be learning at a university. You yeah. should be learning how to figure things out. Right, right. And how to Not that you right can't question. learn it other ways, but that is one of the benefits that they, they should, and at least the schools I went to, pushed on us. I think it's what makes the difference between an expert and someone who's just able to tinker around. Yeah. If all you know is what you've learned by rote, your knowledge is actually quite limited. Anyway, so, you, so all versions of Unix and Linux, including OS X, which is a version of Unix, have this built-in manual, and every command that's installed by default is going to have an entry in that manual. But even stuff you install separately, if it's been properly packaged, is also going to add itself into that manual. It's just going to register some new documents into that manual. Hmm. And if you're, on, if you're in Linux land, if you confine yourself to using the built-in package management like Yum on the Red Hat-style distributions or apt-get on the Debian-style distributions like, um, oh, what's that one everyone uses? Why do I always forget these things right when I need to know them? <laughs> Uh, you have Linux not, Mint, and then you have the one everyone uses, Ubuntu. Ubuntu, okay. So if, you, if you're going to stick to those package managers, you are going to get man pages for everything you install through package management. And in OS X land, if you're going to use things like Mac ports, you're also going to get the manual pages sucked in. So I, I installed something called Image Magic through Mac ports to do all of my image processing scripts, and they bring the man pages with them. So I can look up the manual entry for or convert and mogrify and all the image processing commands. And even if you install stuff in a .pkg file, if you're getting it from someone who knows what they're doing, that .pkg file will contain the actual command and the man pages. And when you install the .pkg file, both will get installed. So a good example of this would be, if, like me, you're a giant fan of Growl, there is a Growl command line tool called Growl Notify that lets you send Growl messages from the command line, which means you can send them from inside scripts and automator actions and things. And if you download their PKG file and you type man Grell notify, you will get a man page telling you how to use Grell notify. Hmm. So the chances are very high that everything you can do from the terminal, there is a man page matching it. 
In fact, it's not just commands, even configuration files often have man pages associated with them. Hmm. So if you want to know how, how your hosts file works, you can type man hosts and it will tell you how the hosts file works. If you can understand the words when it comes out. If you can understand the words, yes. So this is where we kind of, there is no formal standard of how you write a man page, but there is some really well-established precedent to the point that it's almost as if there are rules. The, the, like, yeah, no, I'm not sure. the culture or whatever you, way you want to describe it is so well-established that it's as if there are rules, but there really aren't any rules. Uh, but it's actually a good thing that the culture is so well-established because it means that once you can read a man page, you can read every man page. Um, yeah, I can't read any man pages yet. So. <laughs> yes. It, it's, I, I think probably a good, a good analogy would be legalese. You know, yeah. they use English words when they're writing legal documents. And yet they're gobbledygook all the same. You know, <laughs> that know actually happens words. in IT a lot too. As I, I notice people use English words, but when they put them in an order in a context where they don't mean anything when you're done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But once once the penny drops and once you figure out, you know, how legal thing how legal people say things, you can read any of these legal documents. And this, yeah. the same is kind of true that once you figure out a man page, you can read all of them. If you want to be more artistic, it's like Shakespeare. It's English, and yet it's not English. But once you learn how to read it, you can read it. <laughs> there you go. Can't read it. Can't read that either. <laughs> yeah. So the first thing is, so instead of saying manual entry, nerds say man page. So okay. when you hear someone talking about a man page, they just mean an entry in the system manual. Okay. And we're just going to use say man page. So the command, as you've already said, is simply man, for short for manual. So it's man, and it takes one argument, which is what it is you'd like to read the manual on. So if you want to know how the ls commands work, type man, space, ls, enter. So let's do that. Fire up a terminal, and let's just do that. Eh, we have gobbledygook. <laughs> well, the first thing you'll notice is you've lost your command prompt. Yeah. So the very first thing I'm going to teach you is how to get that back. Ah. So how to run away is you hit the Q key for quit, and then you're back where you started. Oh. Okay. So that is the, sim- the single most important thing to know is how to get back out. So let's go back in again. I think I do like control C and I, 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 I just keep yeah, hitting things until it's brutal. Control C is the equivalent of a force quit. Okay. Won't do any harm in this case because you're not, you know, viewing a man page doesn't edit anything. So you're not actually going to break anything with a force quit. But that's a pretty rough way out is to control C your way out. Q is the, okay. the polite way to leave. Escape doesn't work either. No, because escape is used as a modifier key for things. Um, <laughs> Okay. Which we're not going to cover because they're too complicated, but yes. Okay. Um, so Q, you just need to know Q. Um, so let's go back in. And the next thing to be able to do is to navigate around. So as you might expect, the down arrow moves you down and the up arrow moves you up. Oh, if you just want a, little a little bit at a time. One line at a time, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also use the enter key to move down one line at a time. So you'll often see nerds just, you'll hear because they're hammering their way through a, through a man page. Um, you can jump a little quicker with the space bar. So nobody ever taught me that you could use up and down arrows. I've always done the space bar, and every single thing on screen changes. I'm like, ah, where am I? Yes. I wish I'd known that arrow keys a little handier. <laughs> arrow, arrow keys are much handier. Um, space bar jumps you a page at a time. And if you want to go back, it's the B key to jump up a page. Ah, they never taught me that either. Okay. And a very handy one is the U key, which jumps you up half a page. Oh. So not everything on screen changes, only half of what you're seeing changes, so you have much more of a feeling of where you're going. Yeah, yeah. But what I, does, to you, be honest, what does um, U stand for? U, U is for up, up. in my brain, okay. anyway. 
All right. I'm not sure if that's, if that's what it sounds for in their brain, but in my brain it sounds for oh, so I can remember. I need that. Okay. Um, that's all. So at this stage you can navigate around, but actually what you generally want to do in here is search for something. So mm. the magic incantation is you type forward slash. Then which the texture. Sorry, which for. one's forward? The one under the question mark? The one you use in URLs. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> which and my keyboard is under the question mark, and that's probably true of your keyboard, but may not be true of people in France and Belgium. Or Japan. or Okay. Or, or Japan. Then goodness knows what's on their keyboard. <laughs> so anyway, forward slash, and then what you're looking for. So I'm going to type the word is, because there's going to be 101 hits on that. <laughs> so forward slash is, enter. Oh. And you will see that every everything that contains the letters IS, including display, this, list, hmm. they all get highlighted. And you can jump around. Now that you've hit enter and you've locked in that search, the N key will jump you from match to match to match to match to match. And you'll go the whole way down through the document, and then you'll loop through the top and go the whole way down again. So you just keep going forever in circles. If you want to go the other uh, way, it's shift. Wait, no, it doesn't go in circles. It stopped at the bottom for me. Does it? Yeah. I thought it looped. Oh, wait, shift, uh, no. Shift then I'll bring you back up anyway. Oh, it yeah. doesn't loop. Okay, OS 10, I'm pretty sure my Linux ones loop. Hmm. Anyway, shift then goes the other way. Okay. So you can go both ways. So, so you're that's okay. sort of a next thing with the N. Yeah, so it's next and anti-next. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Which actually works well because you might think, yeah, but P would make more sense. But actually, no, because you're going to be hammering the N key and then just holding the shift key where your little finger goes the other way actually works really well. Yeah. So that's actually the important stuff, is the forward slash search enter. Because usually what you're saying is, you might be looking at someone else's code and they're using the minus X flag. And you're like, what does minus X do? Forward slash minus X, enter. Oh, right. Same as minus capital C, except multi-column output is produced. Okay. Or you might be saying, what was the flag to put it into binary mode instead of ASCII mode? Which doesn't make sense for LS, but it does for some things. So you'd say forward slash... ASCII, enter, which returns no pattern in this case, but anyway. Okay. So you can search for phrases or you can search for something you know, but the search really is important. Yeah, I like that. Because some of these band pages go on for days. Yes, some of them are very, the more complex the command, the longer the man page. Now, we now get into the concept that the man page has a structure and you can use the search command to jump around the section headings, which can be very helpful. So again, there's no formal definition of what the structure has to be. And yet, just about every man page, at the very least, has the three sections we're going to talk about first. And they probably have a whole lot more that are the same as all the other man pages you look at too. So any man page I've ever read in my life has the first section called name. And we should say that sections are titled in all caps. And everything within the section is indented by one tab. And if you have subsections, they're indented by two tabs. And if you have sub-subsections, they're indented by three tabs. So nothing shocking there. Okay. So the first section is name. And it simply says, what is this man page about? And usually it contains the name of the command and like a one sentence description. So for LS, the name is LS, list directory contents, which is useful. The second section is usually synopsis. And this is the one that's the most gobbledygooky of all the sections. <laughs> and I'm looking at LS. It says LS square bracket dash A B C F G H L O P Q R S T U W at A B C. It just goes on and on and on. It's, yes, it nothing. does, and it actually has a. It actually contains an awful lot of information in a very dense form, and 
for now, I'm going to skip over it, but we're yeah. going to come back to the synopsis because that's actually probably the single most important section of any man page. And once you know what those symbols mean, it becomes spectacularly useful. And until you do, it becomes spectacularly useless. Okay. So for now, I have made a note that this is important, but for now, it's still absolute garbage. Okay, good. I'm on so that the page. section after synopsis is usually, but not always, description. And that's mm-hmm. basically the giant big body of the document. And in the description, it's going to have a few paragraphs of English, usually at the start, sort of giving you an idea of what the command does. And then it usually contains a list of every single flag that the command can accept and what that flag does, which is what you'll see in the case of LS. Right. Now, those three you will find in every, com- in every man page. But there's actually a whole bunch of other optional sections that you will often find, but not always find. So I figured it was worth describing some of the common ones you're going to bump into. So, like you say, some man pages are very, very long, and the really, really big ones will often have a section between synopsis and description called overview, which is like an executive summary of what the command does. Hmm. So it's English. The synopsis is always going to be that weird code. The overview is that weird code only in English, for want of a better description. (laughs) And then the description is the giant, big, detailed, this is what it does down to nitty-gritty detail. So overview sections can be handy if they exist. I have to tell you, Bart, even on something as simple as LS, I read the description and my eyes start to bleed in the second word. No, third word. For each operand that names a file of a type other than directory, LS displays its name as well as any requested associated information. What's an operand? (laughs) I'm afraid to say it's always going to be a little... um, It's a manual. Okay. I couldn't read like one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um. Another is very long man pages will also sometimes break up the description into subsections. And something they may do is taking that list of every possible flag and putting it in a separate section called options. Yeah. Because flags are options. Probably one of the most useful sections when it's present is the examples section, because it will show you a use of the command followed by a paragraph that says what the above does. And if you're dealing with really complicated commands, particularly TCP dump, which actually defines an entire language as part of the command. And so that man page goes on for hundreds of pages, probably, if yeah. you were to print them out. I just go forward slash capital OPT options, enter, and jump straight. To, oh, sorry, not options, examples, forward slash capital EXA, enter, jump straight okay. to the examples bit. And almost always what I want to do with TCP dump is listed in the examples. Oh, okay. Okay. Which says hours of reading. So again, Another that one search thing is important. The search thing is vital. The search thing really is important. Another one which some man pages are nice enough to do, but not all, is a tips section. <laughs> where they literally give you some good advice, which oh, I like. That would be nice. Um, another one you'll see very often is see also. And this, a lot of commands are interrelated to each other. And if the documentation mentions something else... The see also section will contain the name of the other man pages that are relevant. So basically, see also is a list of other man pages you can look at. Hmm. And so if you say see also and it says like DIR, then man DIR will tell you whatever, you know. So whatever's in the see also, you can invoke from man. A lot of commands, or not a lot of, some commands are affected by configuration files. And if the command you're looking at has some sort of interaction with files, There'll be a section called files, which lists the path to the files that are relevant. So an example would be NTP date, which is the command to sync the date on your computer with the network time server. It 
has a file slash etc slash ntp.keys, which contain the encryption keys for NTP date, if you have an encrypted time server. So the file section will just list whatever files it is that are relevant to whatever command it is that you're reading the man page on. Another very nerdy one is standards. For example, did you know that the LS utility conforms to IEEE standard 1003.1-1001 or POSIX 1? Oh, awesome. So yeah, glad, <laughs> uber nerdy. Like the standard section is uber nerdy. Okay. Um, another one that is actually spectacularly useful, but we're going to completely ignore for now is diagnostics. This, If you start to do scripting, you're going to want to know the diagnostics information. And until you want to do scripting, you're just not going to care. So know the diagnostics. Nothing to see here. For now, nothing to see here, but stick it in the back of your mind that actually it is useful when you get that far. Another one I'm going to tell you to file for later reference is environment. In fact, file that one for reference in about four weeks' time. Okay. But for now, ignore it. Um, another one that may or may not be important is compatibility. If, if there is some sort of potential compatibility issue, it'll be listed here. Um, another one that sounds like it may not be much use, but it actually can be very useful, is legacy description. Because some commands have changed their behavior over time. And the way this usually comes up is you've been handed a script that used to work, but it doesn't work anymore. And the chances are it's because it's using the old form of the command. And so what you need to do is you need to figure out what does this old form mean so that I can rewrite it in the new form. But unless you have the documentation that says what the old stuff means, you can't do that. And the legacy description will tell you what the old form of the command means, which will make it possible to translate. So it's actually... When you need it, it's spectacularly important. And when you don't, it's spectacularly irrelevant. Okay. Um, another one is bugs. If there's a known problem with a command, they will be listed in the bugs section. And um, sometimes there's things like they have two options which are perfectly sensible in their own right. But if you ever use them together, you're going to get weird behavior. And maybe that's just not fixable. And so it'll be in the bug section as we know that if you use the minus A flag with the minus B flag, all hell will break loose. So don't do that. Okay. I won't do that. Um, one which is actually strangely fun, or I think it's fun because I'm nerdy, is the history section, which usually tells you a little one paragraph at most, which tells you where the command comes from. So LS dates back to version one of AT&T Unix. Wow. Way so back. old, in other words. <laughs> and then the last two you may see are author and copyright, which are not the author of the documentation. They're the author of the utility that you're reading the documentation on. And copyright, which is the copyright of, of whatever it is that you're reading the stuff on. So you're not likely to see copyright and author on stuff like LS because they're just, they have 20 million authors and are just part of the OS. Mm-hmm. But if you do something like, uh, say, Mogrify, which is one of the commands in Image Magic, you'll see that the copyright is the Image Magic group, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So uh, one thing that confuses me is every mm-hmm. once in a while you ask for a man page on a command and it, it just tells you BSD general commands manual. Like if you do a uh, man space CD, it doesn't tell you what CD is and what all your options are. It says BSD yes, general commands manual has this giant glop that has nothing yeah. to do with CD. Well, it is because you'll see that CD is listed as one of the standard commands. So basically BSD, the really, 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 really core commands all take the same form. Hmm. And they're just described in one giant big man page. Generally speaking, you don't. I don't tend to see that in Linux, but on the on, on OS ten, you will run into that if you do that for for very very basic commands like CD. Um, hmm. But I mean, it doesn't tell me the options. It doesn't tell me pretty CD much anything. 
Yeah, like, so it's calling them, yeah, so built-in synopsis, built-in minus-minus options, args. The show like how would you know that CD space dot dot means go up to the top, things like that? How would you know that? Because it doesn't, doesn't tell you that that's, I guess that's not really an option. Well, the dot dot isn't an option. The dot yeah, dot is yeah. actually part of the file system. Yeah. Okay. Well, sometimes so, you get something that's even more goopy than usual. <laughs> yeah, that, that, would, that would count on the highest list of goopiness. <laughs> okay. you're, you're very unlikely to run into that though because CD is something you just tend to you know, CD space where do I want to go so okay. it tends not to be an issue you tend to want the man pages and stuff like PS, LS anything that takes a lot of flags so usually when I'm writing the show notes I'm doing man whatever it is I'm about to talk about just to make sure I list all the cool options I want to list Okay. Be, um, and so far I have yet to run into the stupid this is a standard command and therefore I'm going to tell you nothing of any use <laughs> okay but yeah, man CD is useless. Man top, on the other hand, is very useful, but very long because top is a very complicated command. That's the one we learned before. That's the one we learned a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I want to jump us back to that mysterious synopsis section because okay. that, that really is gobbledygook until it makes sense. So what it's actually listing there is the usage of the command. And the different symbols have a meaning. So the first thing you'll notice is that some of the text is in bold. And usually what's in bold is at the very least the name of the command. Because anything that you see in bold in that section, you need to type in verbatim. So the ls command always starts with ls, believe it or not. Um, anything that's underlined is to be replaced with whatever it's describing. So you will see that ls ends with file underlined dot 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 underlined. Okay. In other words, you replace file not with the word the letters F I L E, but with an actual file. So if it's underlined, you need to replace it with an actual whatever it is it says. Okay, so, so that makes absolutely no sense to me with the ls command because I don't say ls anything and then a file name. But why would can't. I do that? Yeah, but why would you I? Want to see the content of a different directory to the one you're in. By default, ls shows you the content of your current directory. You said you file. can use ls anything. So you say ls space tilde slash library. It'll show you the content of your library folder, even though you're not in your library folder. But library's not a file. Library's a directory. It is in Unix speak. So what's a file? Everything? Any path, really. It's a path. <sighs> so why didn't they say path? File means file. Not in <laughs> Unix speak. Like I say, you're going to bump into these eccentricities. So that might be a big reason I never understand man pages. Because I look at file and I think file. Well, in fact, it says for each operand that names a file of a type other than directory is yeah, the so opening it's, it's line. So it's saying not a directory. <laughs> okay, but you, well, no, because so file includes directory, but it's not limited to directory. Let me. So it's saying if you don't use a directory, this is what ls will do. Is yeah, the so it's saying if line. you don't give it a directory, it's just going to list the name of the file. If you do give it a directory, it's going to display all the files contained in that directory. I would suggest that that's not the best description they could have chosen, is the first thing to tell you to do is not what the command is for. Because it says the command is for list directory contents, and the first thing they tell you is what will happen if you don't give it a directory. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> well, okay, this is where if, if you read a patent application, I would word them very differently. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have the first thing I list the main thing you don't use it for as the description. Yeah, I'm I'm certainly not going to (laughs) defend that particular choice. Okay, style that's used. 
However, what is important there is the following options are available because really that's usually the bit you're interested in. And it just lists yeah. every one. So minus small a, include directory entries whose name begin with a dot. We know that. Right. So you find all of the ones we've done are listed in here. Minus capital F, this lay a slash immediately after each path name that is a directory. Right, right. I remember that. Yeah, so all the minus H, when used with minus L, gives bytes, kilobytes, megabytes, gigabytes. So all the stuff we've done, it's all here. Because this is where I found it. <laughs> okay. And, and so for each and every one, so if, you, if someone tells you to use minus or, what does minus or mean? Oh, I can see that it means reverse order of the sort list and lexicographical order. Blah, blah, blah. So it is all here, is the important thing. Hmm. Okay, so um, bold means type exactly, underlined means replace with sensible value. And the other things you're going to meet are symbols. Wait, wait, dot, sensible dot, value. Would you? Hmm? As in, it's going to say something like files, number, string. So replace it with a path, a digit, whatever. It's going to okay. say something. So if, if, you, if you do, let me see, what's a good example? Man, let's do NTP date. So it's going to have in its synopsis server. As one of the things. So in other words, you need to tell NTP date what server it should talk to to get the date. Okay. Minus T, timeout. What timeout should I use? Minus okay. K, key file. What key file should I use? Okay. So basically, if it's underlined, you replace it with... It's not a literal thing, it's a description. Oh, okay. Okay, so like saying in quotes or something. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um, then you have the symbols. So an ellipsis, or three dots to people who don't talk grammar. Um, an ellipsis means can optionally be repeated. Hmm. So it okay. doesn't mean that you have to repeat it. It means that if you want to do more of these, you can. Okay. Um, so let me see if I can think of a good example of that. So if you do man CP, you'll see that it says CP, a bunch of garbage we'll get to in a minute, source file, dot, 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 target directory. In other words, one or more source files and then ending with the target directory. Okay. Which means we can copy one file, two files, three files, four files, as many files as we want, but the last thing has to be where they go, which is what we know from a few weeks back when we looked at Right, CD. right, right, right. Okay, good. So, so dot, dot, dot means optionally repeat? Optionally repeat whatever came before me. So in this okay. case, source file, dot, dot, dot. Uh, square brackets are ones you're going to see everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. So if we say there on the CP man page, CP open square bracket, Every possible flag, close square bracket. <laughs> so the flag Which is almost the entire alphabet in that case. Yeah, but they're all the flags that CP supports. Okay, and they're all optional because you can because flags generally are optional. There's some commands that may not be optional, but almost always they are. So anything in square brackets is optional. So immediately, if you look at the second version of CP, there, you just leave off everything in square brackets, and you're left with copy source file. Optionally, as many of them as you want, target file. In other words, CP file one space file directory two. Got it. So it does actually make sense, even though it looks like absolute glop. <laughs> okay. Then the final one is the, the vertical line or the pipe symbol, as nerds call it. And you should just read that mentally as the word or. Hmm. So you will see that the CP command supports the minus H flag or the minus L flag or the minus P flag which tells you you can't do minus H minus L minus P. It's one or the other or the other. Oh, wow. 
that's actually a giant revelation. Whenever I see pipe, I think of the commands that I've watched Unixy people do where they pipe to more, meaning they take this output and they shove it over someplace else. So yes. I thought I that's thought that's what they we're meant. Going to come across soon, Later. probably in early January, which is okay. what I call plumbing. Yeah, because you're piping things piping. from one place to another. But in this but case, this, they're reusing it just to mean or. In this case, they're using it to mean or, which is actually within computer science a very common way to do things. If you're programming, you will expect a pipe to mean or. Okay. All right. I can I can roll with that. Yeah. So and within that makes the a whole context, lot more sense to me now. <laughs> exactly. So square brackets are optional. Ellipses means optionally repeat. And a pipe means or. Okay. And now those descriptions make sense. A little bit more. And then they're good for all of the man pages. They now all follow that same format. So we go back to our man ls. ls, optionally, every flag it supports, optionally, one or more paths. Okay. So in other words, we can run ls with absolutely no arguments because everything after the ls is in square brackets. Oh, right, right, right. Which we know, okay. because we do that all the time. LS, enter. Okay. I think and that's I, true I think of I everything. So you can now look at all the man pages, and that's, that's all you have to remember about the synopsis section, is those five rules. Bold means type it exactly. Underline means replace with sensible value. Ellipsis means can be repeated if you'd like. Square brackets means optional. Or, mean, or pipe means or. Okay. I think I've got it. Yeah. So I just want to end on a crappy joke. Okay. Because what you may or may not know is if you type man, man, you actually get a man page about the man. Okay. What does not work is man, woman. (laughs) So clearly women are more complicated than men. (laughs) Or at least unexplainable at the very least. Exactly. Okay, that is pretty nerdy. I did see one I really liked recently that said... um, being inside a woman's brain is like having 32,468 browser tabs open at the same time, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> well, this is whole you guys multitask permanently. We multitask badly and rarely. Oh, I got to tell you. Well, it also folds into the research that found that men can actually think about nothing. And that they did. Okay. I, I'm, I know I've mentioned this before, but uh, they did some tests where they found that women's brains asleep were more active than men's brains awake. And it's like, <laughs> and not not necessarily we're smarter getting anything more done or anything along those lines. It's just the synapses are just firing all the time and we can't make it stop. So when we it's say, what different. are you thinking? And you say nothing. We don't believe you. We think, oh, you think I'm fat, don't you? <laughs> yeah, no, we're actually just thinking nothing. Genuinely. <laughs> We can do that. <laughs> Just static. Oh, we, w- we would give our eye teeth to have a half hour of that once a day. That'd be awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, this was really fun. I, I, uh, I definitely learned a lot. This is what I was really looking forward to, Bart. Excellent. And um, next time we're doing Chit Chat Across the Pond. So next, the next time I'm on, we're going to do a little photography topic to follow on from your superb section last week in Chit Chat Across the Pond. I really enjoyed it. Um, oh, good. Jim and I had a really good time. Yeah, it was great to hear Jim's voice because I, I've interacted with Jim a lot through the years, but I've never, I've never put a voice to the name, so that was nice. But you had a great topic, and I want to take it a step further and talk about metadata, etc., and how you keep Aperture organized because Aperture can do more than iPhoto can. So you can take Jim's approach to the next level. All right, that sounds like fun, Bart. Okay, and then the next time we're doing Terminal, it's going to be the environment, which has nothing to do with the ozone layer, Nothing to do with global warming. It's an entirely tech topic, I promise. All right, sounds good. Okay, till then, happy computing. 
We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Taming the Terminal. Remember that all of the information you've been hearing is available as text tutorials at bartb.ie slash ttt. If you'd like to contact us, you can write to allison at podfeed.com or podcasting at bartafisser.net. 